Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of Fantasy Romance and Romantic Fantasy. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Sometimes you just have to take a moment to savor the coffee. Um, today is, say it with me, Friday, woo -hoo -hoo. Uh, March 18th. Kind of a darkish morning here in Santa Fe. We've um, been getting a lot of sort of rain snow. Very springtime in the Rockies around here. Great moisture. Did I tell you guys? I don't think I did. <laughs> I'm supposed to let go of this and I haven't let go of it yet. We had a substitute postal carrier and he ran over my rain gauge. I had bought a rain gauge and put it out. We have sort of, we have like a circular driveway with this cactus garden in the middle. And I had it like two feet inside of the rock border of the cactus garden. And this guy who was obnoxious anyway, and I, I won't, I won't bitch about all the ways in which he was invasive. I only saw him the two days, like our regular guy who's fantastic. And we tip him generously every year because he's fantastic. Must've been on vacation or something. How dare he? And so there was a substitute guy um, and he like clipped so far over into the cactus garden that he ran over my rain gauge and shattered it. And I know I'm supposed to be letting go of it. It was not an expensive rain gauge, but I have no idea how much moisture we've gotten in the last few days because he ran over my rain gauge. I am bitter. I haven't complained about it. I considered it, but he hasn't been back. So anyway, uh, yeah. So ongoing rain, snow, sleep, a little bit of accumulation, not a lot, not super cold either. It's like hovering right around freezing, but yeah, very, um, wintry, kind of wintry, uh, lots of precipitation March, which is good. We want it. Uh, so yesterday, yesterday was a day, uh, I did not get my 2000 words. I got a little over a thousand. Um, I, I hit tired. Um, I, I did my first couple of hours and I was going to do my third and I still had like 900 words to go and I really hit tired. I, I wonder if it was partly from having the stuff done the day before, like my body was still recovering from the anesthesia or you know, just like being poked at and all of that. Um, but yeah, I felt tired. And so I, um, finished out some stuff, you know, handled some SIFWA things that I needed to approve and so forth. And then I knocked off early and started watching, um, snuggled into my chair and started watching severance. You guys been watching severance? It's on Apple TV. Um, I saw one gal I follow, um, Regina Small, who used to be with RT and was like one of the first people to love my books. So, um, she obviously has fantastic taste and she had posted a funny set of pictures cause they, she's got a little boy who's like four and she and her husband had a date night. And so she had photos of her and her husband in New York with their wine. And she said, um, yes, your mom and dad had date night so that they could drink, went out to pay, or oh, that it was, um, splurged, yeah, splurged on a babysitter so that they could go out, drink wine and talk about severance. And I thought, huh, 
what is severance so I started watching it and there's um six episodes out so far the sixth one comes out today and it's um it's kind of a freaky show I'm like especially after the episode five I'm like now I want to go out and drink wine and talk about severance with somebody in fact I should tell Megan that so that she will um put that on her schedule <clears throat> yeah I, it's it's one of those shows where I'm I'm so intrigued and it keeps getting twistier and twistier and I hope they won't like make it so twisty and weird that it ends up making no sense anyway so I was watching my show and then I had watched an episode and it's pretty intense so I bounced off and my mom had told me to watch a 60 minutes thing about Ted Lasso because I'd got my mom to watch Ted Lasso so I went and found that on YouTube and I was watching that mom and it, I had a fire going in the fireplace and I thought you know as soon as that was done it was like a 15 minute segment um, I was going to get up and feed the cats and pour some wine and put some lasagna in the oven because David had decided to go out and get a few uh, rides he drives for Uber and so he want, said he'd go out and get a few rides um, before you know evening the afternoon flights coming in and so forth so about 4 30 David texts me and he got rear-ended so I will put a picture on the show notes uh, everybody was fine uh, our car may be totaled it's it's hard to say uh, the the rear end is really messed up um, kicked off the muffler and the whole exhaust train pipe underneath I'm not a car person uh, and ripped off the back bumper and kind of jacked up the trunk um, I mean it's a it's a Toyota Camry that's got over 200,000 miles on it 225,000 so I mean it's had a good life it's served us well um, we'll find out if it can be repaired so I drove into town to get David he had passengers at the time two really nice guys um, Polish guys from Denver um, originally from Poland I guess Polish accents um, but have been in Denver for like 20 years and they were just down here touring and they just wanted to get to the plaza they just wanted to see the Santa Fe Plaza and the cops had kept them there for a long time keeping everyone's ID so um, what had happened was I, I won't go too into the weeds for you guys because you don't know Santa Fe streets and stuff but this gal was in it's a fairly busy street it was on Cerritos for those of you who do know but Cerritos um, on the plaza side of St. Francis so they had crossed St. Francis it was after the rail runner train had gone by so everybody's surging forward leaping forward to uh, get out and you know be free at last and this gal in front of David was in the left-hand lane and he was right behind her in the left-hand lane and this other person came zooming up on the right cut left in front of her and across traffic to turn into this street where La Chosa is if you know Santa Fe I said I wouldn't get into the weeds and I did sorry um, and so she hit the brakes and David stopped um, and had his foot on the brake and he was making sure that he didn't hit her which he didn't and the gal behind him slammed into him uh, so but fortunately the gal in front of David got the plate of the person who pulled that shit because they 
turn left in there, but then there was traffic and they weren't able to zoom off. So apparently the cops had told David that they had already uh, located that person. So we're, um, David's fine. He seems to be doing well. He's had a couple hot baths, but so far no ill effects. And I think they, um, you know, didn't hit terribly hard despite the, the damage. He says he got a little bit of whiplash, so we'll see how he did. So it was a good thing I hadn't started drinking my wine. I had to figure out how to put out the fire. I had one of those fire logs and I had to put it out because I thought all we needed was for me to come back and have the house be on fire. It was fine. <laughs> so went and got him and then gave his passengers a ride, dropped them off to the plaza. I'm like, do you want me to drop you off at our favorite bar that's like a block from the plaza so you guys can get a drink? And, and they're like, no, we want to get to the plaza. So I was like, all right, take your right to the plaza and drop them off. So at least they achieved their destination. And only at like an hour's delay, more than an hour probably, the two cars had to get towed off. Yeah, so that was our excitement. Um, we'll see what happens with getting another car. <laughs> if this one's totaled, we didn't owe much on it. So maybe we'll be able to get something else. Although David was saying, I really don't want to try to shop for a car in this market. And I was like, I know <laughs> it's so hard to get cars right now, but maybe we can get a good used one. Um, I, he, David's really been wanting to get an electric car, which would be great for, you know, doing stuff around Santa Fe. So, um, maybe we'll look into that. That'd be nice. So, um, that's what we're doing. And I'm going to, the nice thing about my new schedule is that I only need 2,800 words, 2,861 to hit 10K for the week. So I am going to try for that today because it's less than 3,000 math. And we'll see if I can get that. Um, and that way I'll be back on track. And if not, oh, well, that's just worth, worth shooting for, right? Um, yeah, I'm closing in on the act one climax. So I may be slowing down slightly on that because I, I do need to get the stakes set up and I'm still not entirely sure, uh, how this is going to go. I even asked Dorinda about this the other day because this is, um, the storm princess and the Raven King last book in heirs of magic. And this is Selena and Ryan's story. And I set this up in the prequel novella. The Long Night of the Crystalline Moon. And I knew from then kind of what, at least what trope I wanted to use for this fourth book. And, and, and those of, I don't, some of you have been reading, others have not, but they have a, a huge problem uh, <laughs> with their love affair. And I think I could tell you because this is not spoilery because it comes out at the very, very beginning of the prequel novella and book one. So that Selena and Ryan were lovers when they were teenagers, first love, beautiful and all this. And Ryan screwed it up by uh, cheating on her. And, and, and in an unforgivable way, I mean, is there a forgivable way to cheat? But, um, 
you know, basically he panicked. She told him she was in love with him and he panicked and he screwed it up kind of on purpose because Ryan is a messed up boy. So now they've sort of been thrust in each other's company on this whole quest and fighting with each other for those of you keeping up with it. And so now comes great resolution. And so I've known kind of how I want them to come back together, but now I'm not sure how it's going to dovetail with the external arc of the quest of what they need to do to resolve the quest. And so I'm, I'm overthinking. I'm thinking too much. We'll see how it goes, but I've got like 18,000 words on it so far, 18,460. 18, so, and I'm shooting for around 95, so it's not terrible. Um, we shall see. So, um, I did make a note that I wanted to talk about cliffhangers, which <laughs> this is a term that's getting thrown about in reader stuff yesterday. And some of this comes from um, responses to what I talked about yesterday with the readers really going after Jennifer L. Armentrout, which I um, am reliably told Megan Sienna Deutsch commented on the Instagram post uh, that she thinks readers are reading it wrong. And, you know, what do you do? This happens. I remember when I was teaching um, at community college, teaching writing, and I was using Best American Short Stories. And we were talking about some of the stories. And one of the gals in the class said, this story sucks. There's, there's no, nothing redeemable in this story. And I said, well, the story doesn't suck. The story isn't a bad story because obviously enough people thought that it was a really good story for it to get in Best American Short Stories. So there are things that you don't like about it, but it's not objectively bad. And she said, no, it is bad. She said, my opinion matters. And I, and I find that very interesting because I do think we've moved that way as a culture where everybody's uh, opinion has equal weight. And it's like, well, yeah, I mean, you get to say whether or not you like a thing, you know, and as a reader, yeah, absolutely read the thing that you like. And if you don't like a book, yeah, you don't like it. But you don't necessarily get to say, this is what the book does, uh, because that is your subjective opinion. And what happened with Jennifer is that apparently she tried to explain that readers had misinterpreted some things about the book, which Megan says, yeah, they misinterpreted, but it's, it's a balance, right? Because as I mentioned yesterday, readers take in a book and make it their own. We all read things through our subjective lens. And I've talked about numerous times on here about going back and rereading books, you know, 30 years later and reading it, in a totally different way bring because I bring a totally different set of experiences to the story than I did when I read it when I was younger. So this is something that really happens. Um, do readers read things wrong? Probably. I mean, there are times when people bring their own experiences to something. And so they say, well, this is bad. And it's like, well, it's not bad. And, and, and we can go to the other end of the spectrum on this because you guys have heard me rant before, you know, like um, 
Stephen King said that uh, Stephanie Myers was a bad writer, you know, and, and people talk about like Twilight being badly written. And it's like, no, no, no. People don't read five, 800 pages of a book that is badly written. It may not fit a particular aesthetic that you have, but that doesn't mean it's bad. So cliffhangers. <laughs> One thing that, and I get this all the time too, people will say that a story ends, that my stories end in cliffhangers. And the thing is, is if you are writing a series, you are going to have open-ended threads at the end of the book. And different readers have varying tolerances for how open-ended that ending is. So let's talk about what a cliffhanger actually is. A cliffhanger is a deliberate device that was developed in serials. Um, I think it from like melodramas where it was literally the story would end with a person hanging off of a cliff. Okay. You know, like we have the whole joke about, um, you know, like those old melodramas where the heroine is tied up on the railroad tracks and here comes the train long game Jones. There was a song. Um, and they would end with the character in grave peril, hanging off of a cliff, a cliffhanger. That is what a cliffhanger means. It's, it's a non ending. Well, readers really throw this around now that they call anything that doesn't have every, any story that doesn't sufficiently tie up everything that they want to know by the end of the story, they tend to call a cliffhanger. And as my assistant Kareen will say, you know, she says, I don't think they know what this word means. And it's like, yeah, it's, it's being misapplied. And the thing is, is that there are a lot of authors out there doing the serial cliffhanger style um, approach. It's being used a whole lot in the Kindle Unlimited ecosystem, right? I even uh, listened to a class taught by one gal who said that she'd built her career off of cliffhangers. And she said, make them the cliffiest of cliffhangers. Make those cliffhangers sharp. She said, those readers will write to you and they will bitch at you. And then they will read the next book. And so she was leveraging that. It, it, it's a method. It's a way of doing things. I had to pause to sneeze there. So, and I read one of her books and it did end with the hero and heroine in grave peril. You know, it was like they were surrounded and it looked like they were going to get killed. I can't remember the specifics, but it was something like that. And it ended. And it's like, that is a cliffhanger. If you have someone writing a series and you know it's a series in particular, if, if a book doesn't claim to be standalone, then you are going to have dangling threads at the end. You are going to have some things that are open-ended. Even a book that finishes a series or is a standalone may not answer every single question because sometimes there are things that can't be answered. So 
maybe we need a different term. I, I like open-ended. Um, you know, we could call it something else, but it's not a cliffhanger. And, you know, I, I actually don't pay much attention to when readers complain that my book ends on a cliffhanger. Maybe I do pay some attention because I, it irritates me because I, I actually don't do cliffhangers. I don't do the literal definition of a cliffhanger. I may have unresolved threads, but not cliffhangers. So um, just thoughts on that. Uh, you know, if you guys don't, if, if you guys, you know, if readers don't like open-ended endings, then, then maybe don't read series. That's one way to do it. And I know that there are some readers who deliberately look just for standalones. There aren't a lot of those anymore. That's true. Although um, Dorinda and I have been talking about wanting to have cliffhangers or not cliffhangers, sorry, uh, wanting to have standalones um, just because we do get kind of tired of the uh, cliffhanger accusation. And also writing the last book in a series is hard. So it would be nice to skip that. So anyway, I'm going to go write mine. Uh, I hope you all have a wonderful Friday. I hope you have a great weekend. And uh, I hope it's uneventful. Let's go for uneventful, right? You all take care. Bye-bye.